So if we're thinking about this season, right, how many of us have you felt like your relationships just get a little more complicated? That it's kind of like we've got to navigate so many things during this time because one, we are busier, there are traditions, there are expectations upon us, and so relationships seem to get strained, and yet at the same time, we want to be near others. We want to be able to have nice peaceful, joyous conversations. And so how can we think about cultivating peace, about how to practice celebration in our relationships when maybe they aren't the easiest at this time because of, of time or distance, because of particular things that have come up, challenges that have arisen in those relationships? How can we figure out how to celebrate our relationships and all of their complexity, even in this time where it feels a little more stressful. So for today, we are going to get into that, uh, maybe give us some tools for how to look through that, how to respond, how to practice celebration through reading of the story between Elizabeth and Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, has found out she is pregnant and the news so far has it's kind of been okay. Joseph has said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with you. And now she has made the journey to her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, we talked a little bit about Elizabeth last week because Elizabeth is John's mother. And she is much older. And so her pregnancy is complicated because she thought, I'm never going to have children. And now all these cultural norms have been placed upon her, are trying to push her into particular ways of even how she is going to name her child. And so neither are having an easy time. And to think about just the general worry of being a brand new parent, talked a little bit about that last week, but now Mary at a very young age is with child. Elizabeth at a very old age is with child, and there are worries. There are worries today, normal worries that happen, and in the ancient world, those worries are exponentially higher. That sense of life and death in this moment is even more, it's a thinner edge it's, it's one of those things where so many women, so many children die at birth that it's kind of one of those things there is a lot to be worried about. A lot to be worried about. And they've got to deal with their own situations, their own communities, their families, and the general worry of the time. And so today we see how they come together in a way that maybe will help us, even our, in our complicated relationships. So beginning in Luke, the first chapter, verses 39 through 41. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, so Mary's found out. She goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. As a reminder, Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah is a priest. And so here Mary comes. She shows up to the house. She goes in, 
and there is excitement. There's excitement. In fact, it says she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. So Mary already, she's going to greet Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So immediately we realize that in this moment of greeting, that there is something powerful and joyous in their greeting. And what's important to remember is that's not always the case. In fact, maybe we've even had those moments where we show up, where we are present and somebody has something negative and judgmental to say to us. Maybe we show up at family Thanksgiving or are preparing ourselves for family Christmas where the first words are a question or feel rather judgmental. What are you doing here? Or why didn't you bring someone? Or when are you going to? Or you still got that job, right? We can feel the judgment. But here, Mary and Elizabeth, who could have been judgmental of one another, Elizabeth could have said, what are you doing in my house? How'd you get pregnant? She could have had all kinds of questions, of judgments upon Mary. But instead, there was room for joy. Mary could have shown up and said her own things to Elizabeth of, aren't you too old for that? And here, they've left space. Continuing on in verses 42 through 45, with a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. So they both leave space. That they leave this possibility for potential. There's some excitement in seeing one another. And Elizabeth's first words are, what honor do I have? Think about that. What honor do I have? Instead of, what are you doing here? What do you need? Elizabeth says, what honor do I have? For the baby has, is, has leapt in my womb. There is joy in this moment. When we're thinking about our relationships, our complex ones, how often do we go in with a particular mindset of going, this is not going to go well, that we actually close down the space for the possibility of a different greeting, that we ourselves may show up with that anxiousness, that upsetness, like this isn't going to go well. And here, Mary and Elizabeth both leave space for something good for something wonderful, that there is honor and goodness in this interaction, in the relationship. It's amazing how when we show up to something with a particular mindset, with a particular perception of how things are going, that we actually shut down the potential that the moment has. And so Mary and Elizabeth Elizabeth really could have given Mary a hard time. Mary really could have given Elizabeth a hard time. But that's not what they did. They gave each other space and greeted one another with joy. Now, we, we can't change how somebody responds to us necessarily. We cannot control that. We certainly can't control somebody's response to us. All we can do is show up 
and show up with a perception, with a perspective, with a mindset of, you know what, I'm going to give space. Let me greet you in joy. Let me greet you in that I am so glad that we can be together today. I am so happy. Welcome. Because that's so often right there, how we show up in that very first moment can diffuse particular situations. So not only does Mary give space, now Elizabeth gives space, and Mary's response is going to be somewhat powerful. Mary's response is going to be that powerful moment of going, I recognize where God is and how God is living amongst, how God is living through our actions, how they are going to experience God in this very moment. Continuing on in verses 46 through 49, Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Elizabeth talks about joy that she and her child are experiencing joy to be in Mary's presence because they recognize that God is with. And so that makes Mary respond right back to her. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. First response God is present. God is present with Mary. God is present with Elizabeth. God is present in their responses to one another. That Mary is not this low-class, low-grade, worthless individual. But no, she is highly favored. God is with her. God is going to bless her. God is not going to leave her. And she knows this. She knows this in what comes next. And we talked a little bit last week about, you know, if we're struggling with how do we experience God? How, how do we experience God on a day-to-day -to, -day to recognize that when we experience particular actions that Jesus taught, that Jesus lived, that when those things happen, we know we are experiencing God. And she articulates it when she says, in verses 49b through 52, Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones. He has shown mercy to everyone from generation to the next. When mercy is experienced, when we extend mercy to others, when mercy ex is extended to us, that is an opportunity for us to experience God. And so Mary knows this full well because Mary's in a predicament. She could have been stoned to death. She could have lost her life. But Joseph showed her mercy. And then her family has shown her mercy. 
And then the community around her has shown mercy. And though, so when Mary experiences the mercy from others, she is experiencing God's mercy. She's experiencing God's mercy through others. And that's really, really important for us to consider in our own lives about when we've received it, of going, wait a minute, that is God's presence. And when we've extended it, we are living into God's presence in our lives. And then it goes on to say, she goes on to say, he has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. Think of it like this. People could have shown up and said, who do you think you are? What did you do? You are worthless. You are unworthy. Look at you. You screwed up. But when that doesn't happen, right? When she receives that mercy, God has scattered those with those proud inclinations. And then this line. From now on, everyone will consider me highly favored. Sorry, he has pulled down the powerful from their mighty thrones. So often we skip right there to pull down the mighty from their thrones. We think Caesar, kings, those who are in charge. But when we receive God's mercy, when we go, you know what? I am no better than, you know what? I've made decisions. I've screwed things up. I am imperfect. And we recognize God's mercy in that and are able to extend it to others. We have been pulled down from our thrones of better than. Maybe for us, a way to think of it is being pulled off of our soapboxes of, I've got it all together. I figured it all out. And when we allow that mercy into our lives, we are pulled off of our soapboxes and we go, you know what? I don't. I don't have it all together. I don't fully understand it. You know, I've screwed things up, said things I wish I hadn't. I have greeted those in ways that, you know what? There could have been a better way. When we receive that mercy, we are able to then give it. We are pulled off of our thrones and our proud inclinations are moved away because of that mercy. And so with Elizabeth and Mary, Elizabeth and Mary, in the way that they greet one another, they're able to show each other mercy. They, they are removed from their proud inclinations. They are pulled off their thrones of I am better than, and they recognize, you know what? I have surely needed it today, and I surely need to extend it to someone else. And so this is a really powerful moment for us thinking about our relationships, those that are really complex, and not that we can expect to receive mercy from anyone, but here to recognize how we need to be extending it no matter what. No matter what someone else maybe has said or done or have been unkind, right? This is a moment for us to go, wait a minute, I need to extend mercy in this. I need to be like, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. I need to give some context and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to hold this against them. Because every time that we stand on our soapbox and think we are better than, or we've got it together, or we look down upon someone else, we are actually separating ourselves, distancing ourselves from God's mercy. And that's some really hard stuff right there. 
because we all recognize we need mercy. There have been moments where we've gotten mercy and it's like, oh, thank you, God. And so here it's that reminder. Mary's given that reminder, that that symbiotic relationship between receiving and giving mercy of saying, you know what? I am better than no one else. Who am I to judge and to receive that mercy and to give it so freely back to others? Continuing on, finishing up here in verses 53 through 56. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. He has filled the hungry with good things. That even in really complex situations, even in high stressful times, when we think that things are disrupted or kind of falling apart, they are uneasy or just difficult because of the season that we're in. Here, Mary's like, there are still good things that God is giving us. There are still good things because that mercy continues to flow to us because that is the promise. God's presence and promise of mercy And experiencing God to Abraham has gone through the generations and we see it at different points as we look back. And so for ourselves of going, wait a minute, if God has been with all of these different people, with all these different people throughout the biblical times, and when we read, they certainly have screwed up. They've certainly struggled. They have certainly struggled in their relationships with others. And yet God's mercy still keeps being poured out, still keeps being extended. God still keeps calling us to a way of peace. Because so often if we're looking to celebrate and we want some joy in our relationships, if we're trying to practice that celebration, we have got to be at peace at a certain level with situations of going, you know what, I've got to give this person, this situation over to God. I have got to let this go and move on. That when sometimes when we show up for each other, we just have to let things lie and be like, you know what? I'm going to extend mercy and grace in this moment. I am going to say hello, and I am going to smile and wish the best for that other person. No matter what we may get back. I'm going, okay, if God's calling us to this, if if Mary's saying, you know what, even in her own situation, which is so difficult, which is not easy, If she can find the good things of how God is still present, of how God is still blessing her, of how God has not left her, then God will not leave us. So often it's easy to think, well, this is a story out of the Bible. Of course God is with them. But the story is meant for us to begin to look at ourselves, to begin to look at our own lives, to begin to go, wait a minute, That's God. That's what it means to experience God. That's what mercy looks like. Wait a minute. That's what it means to greet one another. That's what it looks like to celebrate, to practice celebration in our relationships. It's meant to get us thinking and knowing that this is what it looks like as we move into our own lives, as we are living out every single day, as we move that story into our lives. It's to help us to recognize, to know, to build us up and strengthen us. 
It's to help us to know that no matter our situation, that God keeps showing up. And there are people in our lives that if we're willing to notice that God shows up in those relationships, and we certainly know it when we experience mercy. We know it when we give space for joy. We know it when we come and we're like, you know what, I'm going to be at peace with, going to try a new way. I'm going to have expect or make space for a new possibility in life in this relationship. And so this day, as we think about our own relationships of maybe where we need to celebrate, of the mindset we need to have showing up, whether that showing up is being physically present with one another or showing up could mean a phone call, a text. It could mean writing a letter. It could mean sending a card. How will we greet one another? that celebrates each other, that celebrates the mercy that can be extended between, can be experienced because God is with all of us. And so how will you be challenged this day to celebrate in the smallest of ways, in the moments of a greeting, in the extension of mercy in your relationships, whether it's with the people that you are closest to, family and friends, or whether it's with acquaintances and people that you work with, whether it's in those in-between moments of going, well, I don't really know you, but to have that potential for celebration, to have that potential to be able to extend mercy and to encourage to be able to allow this story of Mary and Elizabeth to become part of our own stories. How will we be challenged and comforted this day? Amen.